Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Dirt Radio. I'm your host, Phil Evans, coming to you live from the studios of 3CR, which are on the land of the Wurundjeri people in the Kulin Nation where sovereignty has never been ceded. Um, We pay our respects to elders past and present and acknowledge the important role that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people play in environmental and social justice struggles. This is Friends of the Earth show on 3CR Dirt Radio, where we dig in deep and have a look at what's going going on around at Friends of the Earth and around in the wider grassroots movement as well. Um, Today, we are um, going to drill into a pretty important announcement that happened over the weekend. The Andrews Victorian State Government finally announced their um, climate strategy, including emissions reductions targets. Um, regular listeners will know last week, uh, Lee Eubank joined me in the studio and we had a chat about emissions reductions and what net zero emissions actually means. Um, today, we can have a deep look at what this announcement from the Andrews Government actually means. What are the implications for it? Um, and how did it all happen? So coming up soon, we'll be joined by Lee Eubank again from the Act on Climate Collective to celebrate the end of a long four-year community-led campaign at Friends of the Earth and find out what those announcements mean for you and for the climate. Um, For now, let's uh, hear a bit of a track um, and we'll return to that interview in a little bit. This is from Little Things, Big Things Grow, which uh, is a good kind of analogy for what happened with this campaign. So you're on 3CR, Dirt Radio. We'll be back soon. Gather round people, I tell you a story, an eight year long story of power and pride. British Lord Vesta and Vincent Lingyari were opposite men on opposite sides. Vesti was fat, money and muscle, beef was his business, broad was his door. Vincent was lean, spoke very little, he had no bang balance, our dirt was his floor. From little things, big things grow, from little things, big things grow. The Ringy were working for nothing but rations. But once they had gathered the wealth of the land Daily the pressure got tighter and tighter Gurindji decided they must make a stand They picked up their swags, started off walking At Waddy Creek, 
They sat themselves down. Now it don't sound like much, but it sure got tongues talking back at the homestead, then in the town. From little things, big things grow. From little things, big things grow. Investing man said, I'll double your wages. Seven quid a week, you have in your hand. Vincent said, uh-uh, we're not talking about wages. We're staying right here till we get our land. Bestie man rode, bestie man thundered. You don't stand a chance of a cinder in snow. Vince said, if we fall, others are rising. From little things, big things grow. From Vincent Lignari, he boarded an airplane, landed in Sydney, big city of lights, and daily he went round softly speaking his story to all kinds of men from all walks of life. Vincent sat down with them big politicians. This affair, they told him, it's a matter of state. Let us sort it out. While your people are hungry, Vincent said, no thanks, we know how to wait. From little things, big things grow. 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 You can sing too, you mob, if you're in it. This is all about reconciliation, so get at it. We want to hear you. Vincent Lignari returned in an airplane back to his country once more to sit down and he told his people let the stars keep on turning we got friends in the south in the cities and towns eight years went by eight long years of waiting to one day a tall stranger appeared in the land and he came with lawyers came with great ceremony through Vincent's fingers on that handful of sand. Go! From little things, big things grow. 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 You can be Aboriginal idol. You can be Aboriginal idol if you want to. Vincent Lignari, but this is a story, something so much more. How power and privilege cannot move a people who know where they stand when they stand in their
things grow from little things big 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 things grow Yep, from Little Things, Big Things Do Grow, and you are on 3CR. This is Dirt Radio with your host, Phil Evans, here. Friends of the Earth Show! Um, today we're going to be talking about a campaign that grew from quite a little thing into um, quite a big thing and went on a little longer than we hoped. It was our campaign for um, emissions reductions target and a climate change strategy to get us there. And to join me to talk about this in the studio is Lee Eubank, who is the Act on Climate Coordinator at Friends of the Earth. Good morning, Lee, again. <laughs> G'day, Phil. G'day, 3CR. Great to be back here. <laughs> It's good to have you here again. Um, regular listeners know uh, just last week Lee was in the studio with me. We were talking about exactly this, emissions reductions targets and how they were overdue. Oh, yes, and by by a few years, but we got there in the end. And I think, um, you know, our supporters are quite happy with that. And I bet the, um, the minister and the government are happy with that too. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So to catch people up... Um, Four years ago at Friends mm. of the Earth, um, campaign work began to um, call for ambitious emissions reductions target. It's been a busy four years. <laughs> it has been. It has been. And I think, uh, yeah, good choice of song because, you know, this campaign really kicked off in January um, 2017. And it was a, initially an effort to, to get the upper house votes needed for the Climate Change Act to strengthen. Mm-hmm. Um, we managed to do that through some nimble um, grassroots um, actions. And as a result, that gave us the opportunity to influence the first two interim emissions reduction targets at the state level. Um, it has been an absolutely epic campaign. Um, you know, we've gone from a, a campaign team of two to a a powerhouse community collective of, of dozens of people in the core of the mm. collective and a support base of thousands of people across the state. And, um, you know, everything from iconic human signs, um, you know, rallies out the front of some of the big climate blockers, mm. Energy Australia. Um, we've done submission drives. We even bloody rode our bikes 100 kilometres encircling the parliament to challenge the parliament to set ambitious targets. Um, we've really thrown everything at it. And um, yeah, I think we're, we're very pleased that we're at the end and we've finally got the, the result. Speaking of results, um, the announcement came over the weekend. Um, it kind of, uh, the, oh, the fun thing about uh, working in campaigning is, uh, you know, you work to other people's time schedules and time mm, yep. things. So um, over the weekend, the um, emissions reductions targets for Victoria were announced. Yep, yep. What were they? What were they? All right, we need the drum roll. So um, at the weekend, we had the Victorian government announce that uh, the state will reduce its emissions by 28 to 33% by 2025 and 45 to 50% by 2030. So um, I think what's notable about the targets, uh, you know, this is essentially matching the level of ambition um, of Japan and the United States. Um, And it is double what the federal government has on the table for the same time period. So I think there are some some noteworthy things in there. But importantly, 
uh, I guess, Friends of the Earth, our role is to, to really insist that climate policy adheres to the best available science. And we do need to acknowledge that there is a gap between the targets that have been announced mm. and the targets that we need. So, you know, until we see a government really step up with a, a, a target of, you know, a 75% reduction by 2030, uh, a plan to get us to zero emissions as soon as possible, you know, only then will we be, you know, popping the champagne and, and throwing a party on the steps of parliament. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you um, the kind of the reaction to this. And I know um, mm. throughout the campaign, um, there's mm. been a lot of engagement with um, different um, people, um, different environment groups um, have been involved um, mm. in this campaign, um, not just environment groups as well, um, people working on social justice issues, because actually what we are talking about is climate justice action mm. yep. um, as we do this work. Um, what has been the kind of wider reception to these targets? Look, I think, um, you know, it is a, a significant outcome um, for policy and for politics. What the minister, Lily D'Ambrosio, has managed to achieve is to build a political consensus around, you know, the level of ambition, 45 to 50% reduction by 2030, that, 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 basically brings together the interests of industry and the interests of the union movement. Um, importantly, the environment movement isn't part of that consensus. Mm. So, you know, the gold standard of climate policy will be, you know, that alignment between what's on the table and adhering to the best available science. So I think the next next benchmark for politicians to aim for will be to achieve that. Um you know, Environment Victoria, Friends of the Earth, the Climate Council, we've been, um, you know, continuously pointing out that while it is a step forward, you know, while we're relieved to see an announcement and accept it will drive change, we do need to see greater ambition over the next decade. So that is the new challenge. And, um, you know, industry have accepted it um, and the union movement have welcomed it. So, yeah. Interesting times. It 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 feels a, a lot different to uh, maybe if we think back fifteen years ago when um, the narrative was really that um, driving down emissions was anti jobs. Mm, mm. Um, that has changed now. Oh, well, well, we did see the Herald Sun come out with that angle. <laughs> um, interestingly, the federal minister uh, Angus Taylor, you know, the probably the 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 biggest climate obstructionist in the country. Uh, he had a crack at the Andrews government over the announcement, um, but very significantly, we did see the Victorian leader of the opposition, the Liberal Michael O'Brien, d- distance himself from that attack. Uh, and the opposition leader down here said that everyone in the community accepts the need for climate action. So that is a very interesting shift in in the political landscape down here. Hopefully, one that can be replicated eventually by the federal Liberal Party. <laughs> <laughs> Bipartisanship, I believe we call it. It's a bit of an unfamiliar <laughs> yeah. term to yes. talk about in context of climate um, with such heavy divide going on. Mm. Um, I mean, one reason Angus Taylor might have been a little bit miffed about this is that these uh, stronger and more ambitious, although not enough, targets mm, mm. Um, actually have quite a serious implication for what's happening at the federal level. Yeah, that's right. Um, So we've seen new analysis today in The Age. Um, This is the analysis of Climate Works Australia. 
And they have found that if every state and territory in the Federation achieves what it, what it has stated it wants to achieve by 2030, then effectively Australia will exceed its current meagre target mm. of a reduction of 26 to 28% by the end of the decade. So we're actually, if everything goes according to plan, if the states do deliver the emissions reductions, we're looking more like a 37% cut by 2030, which is, you know, it shows that we do have forward momentum and it shows that we do have all of the right ingredients to pressure the federal government to take an increased target to the critically important COP26 conference later this year. Yeah, and there are already calls for things like 50% by 2030. I think that's mm. ALP's mm. Um, target. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but so if, if we're saying that, you know, based on the state's work that we can get to 37, then mm. surely the, um, the feds can make up that extra little bit of push. Yeah, sure. I mean, we really do need to note that all of the current commitments of the state and territory governments, these are the commitments that can be achieved with an obstructionist federal government that is sitting on its hands. Mm. So if we did have a federal government putting its shoulder to the wheel on climate, we could go much further and much faster when it comes to cutting emissions. You know, one of the things we've done at Friends of the Earth is immediately come out and challenge the Prime Minister. We're calling on Prime Minister Scott Morrison to match or beat the targets that have been adopted by the United States and by Victoria. So, you know, he is in the hot seat for the next six months. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm coming up towards that next COP. It's pretty important that uh, Australia goes in with a sense of uh, community spirit for mm. um, for the global community and and the need for action on that. Yep. It 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 feels like the the wheels are turning, <laughs> or uh, you know the ship is turning a little bit um, mm. towards uh, um, better things happening. I mean, do you do you do you see that happening, or are we acting too little, too late? I- mm. Look, I I think what we've seen at the state level is a government that is. You know, we're seeing the mainstreaming of climate policy. Mm. So this is a government, um, you know, just going about its business, delivering on its legislated commitments. Um, would I like to see a greater level of ambition across the board? Absolutely. That's a, that goes without saying. I'm a Friends of the Earth campaigner. I've been doing this work on climate change for, you know, well over a decade and a half now. Um I think where where we where we can see some some hope um, down the track is if we do have a federal government that is an activist government on climate, then there's no reason why we can't ramp up ambition across the board. So, um, you know, for example, the announcement at the weekend that the Victorian government will uh, ensure that every every bus purchased in the state of Victoria will be an electric bus by 2025. You know, there's no reason why we couldn't accelerate that. Um, but, you know, it, it all really hinges on whether we do see a change of government at the federal level. Mm, absolutely. I mean, one of the um, interesting things about this as well is um, we often just talk about the targets um, uh, that are set, so um, which is important because you need to know where you're going. But mm, also, mm. more importantly, you need a roadmap on yep. how to get there. Yep. And I know... Um, Regular listeners will know we've been talking about this one for a while too, um, the people's climate mm. strategy um, and also the delivery of a climate strategy from mm, the government mm. as a part of the Climate Change Act. Yep. So um, so 
where are we at on that? I mean, is there a clear vision on how we get there or are these just empty political ambitions? What we have seen at the weekend is the Andrews government release its climate change strategy. So I think the best way of, um, of uh, framing this, it is, it is the packaging up of existing initiatives, existing commitments, um, such as the renewable energy target of 50% by 2030, renewable energy zones, so on and so forth. We have seen some new announcements around what can be done in the agricultural space. Um, we've seen some new transport announcements. Mm. So at the weekend, um, the commitment was made for uh, the government to purchase 400 electric vehicles as part of its fleet. Um, a subsidy of $3,000 for electric vehicle purchases below the luxury car threshold, which I think is really important. Um, and the commitment for uh, bus buses that are procured for the fleet in the metropolitan public transport network to be electric by 2025. Mm. So, you know, all of that will help, um, you know, bring, you know, bring electric vehicles to the, to the state. Uh, it'll accelerate the rollout and uptake in the broader public. Um, but it is, it is worth noting that, um, you know, we do need to see a more coherent strategy. I think we really need to see, um, you know, what, rather than a packaging up of existing initiatives, like what is the plan of attack uh, for the state to really smash these targets out of the park? And what's the plan to allow us to build on the momentum and accelerate the, the emissions cuts? And some of that planning has been done by the community. And I know uh, mm, that mm. work continues. Yeah, that's right. So we have, um, we have put together, with the help of a thousand Victorians, um, a people's climate strategy. And in actually in a month's time, we're going to be hand delivering this document to state and federal MPs across across the, the land. Um, it is really important for us to get the document under the nose of politicians, particularly liberal politicians. Mm. Um, you know, the federal government, they need to know and they need to see the community's commitment to the challenge. And um, particularly in Victoria, there is an increased imperative to engage with the opposition on climate. I mean, imagine, imagine the, the greater level of ambition that we would have seen from the Andrews Labor government if we had a liberal opposition, you know, that actually... Egging them on as well. Egging yeah. them on as well, yeah. that's right. So what we've seen is a result um, based purely on community pressure. Um, and yeah, I mean, if there was, a, if there was an, act, an, uh, an opposition in the game... I'm sure we could have achieved a higher target. Mm. And, and that makes that interesting. I mean, really, this is just... Uh, the Climate Change Act is exciting in Victoria and it's, mm. it, um, it's, it's great that we have a framework to do it. Does it go far enough? No. But we do have the community pressure to do it. And there is a lot more to do on climate, not only here mm. in Victoria, but nationally as well, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. And one of the benefits of the Climate Change Act, and, um, you know, we all should thank the architects of this particular legisla legislation is that the process is, is about to kick off again. So the, the state government will have to commission an independent panel to give them scientific advice next year. And in 2023, after, after a state election, we will see the government make its next decision about, you know, whether we should be re revising upwards the 2030 target 
and they will be establishing for the first time a target to cut emissions by 2035. So, you know, we do have that rolling process uh, established in law, and we also have the requirement that the targets can only ratchet upwards. They can't be revised downwards. Great. So this sounds like the race to the bottom that we actually need <laughs> if the uh, the Victorian opposition are uh, in on the game as well. And we can mm. only go up. Um, how low can emissions go? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And look, I think over the next 18 months, one of the critical things for the environment movement to do in Victoria is to engage the Liberal Party opposition on this matter. You know, at the moment, the 50% emissions reduction by the end of the decade This is a a Victorian Labor government position. It's one that's supported by industry and by the union movement. But until it's supported by the opposition, you know, who may be in government in 2030, we don't know. Until it's supported by them, you know, we, we, we can't be fully certain that it will be delivered. Yep, we've been talking to Lee Eubank from the Act on Climate Collective at Friends of the Earth about the government's decision, the Victorian state government's decision to announce their climate change strategy, Mm. climate change strategy, and also their emission um, reductions target over the weekend. Um, And what's next for climate? Um, What's next? Yeah, (laughs) well. (laughs) <laughs> the endless work marches on. Um, we're almost out of time, but um, if people are interested in getting involved in Act on Climate, what's the better, best way to do that? The best way to do it? Look, every Monday night we have a collective meeting. You know, this is a, a campaign driven by the community. Um, we do have a few things coming up. Um, the first thing is on May 13, we'll hold an online forum to unpack the climate strategy and the targets that mm-hmm. have just been announced. Um, In a month's time, we're doing Delivery Day, where we'll hand deliver copies of the People's Climate Strategy to MPs from Mildura to Mallacoota. We're going to go for it. We're going to go big and big and large. And um, one of the most important things that people can do today is to email the Prime Minister. We need the Prime Minister to get the memo. It's time to match or to beat Victoria's climate targets. We need to see greater ambition. No worries. And I will put the links to um, that digital action to email the Prime Minister in the show notes on 3cr.org.au where you can catch up on this conversation or any conversations that we've had on Dirt Radio. Lee, I want to thank you so much for coming in two weeks in a row. (laughs) Thanks so much, Phil, and thanks 3CR listeners. (laughs) No worries. That was Lee Eubank uh, from Friends of the Earth, Act on Climate Coordinator, talking about the emissions reductions target uh, announcement over the weekend. Well, if you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, I sure know where you are. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. We'll check out the happy vibe. We're gonna ring up and subscribe. If you listen to 3CR, flap your ears. What? Who the hell is that? Flap your ears. What you talking about? I ain't no elephant. Get out of here. This is handmade radio. Get the hell out of here now. Yeah, if you listen to 3CR, clap your hands and subscribe.
and do all the twists, whatever you need to do to get onto 3cr.org.au and become a subscriber of Radical Radio, community-powered radio. We've got Radiothon coming up in just over a month, so stay tuned for that one. Also, stay tuned today because coming up next is Billabong Beats with Gavin. It should be a great show. This has been Phil with Dirt Radio. Big thanks to Lee Eubank again for coming into the studio and talking about climate change with us. You can always get a podcast at 3cr.org.au and hear back the show if you're just tuning in now. But keep it locked on 3CR and I will catch you in a week. See you later.